40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break, and at the worst possible time. Call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. And we are back here on 40 Acres in a Fool. <laughs> oh, there's Romeo. <laughs> Romeo. We are joined by our uh, baby goats here, Romeo and Valentina, who might be uh, squeaking a little bit over the next couple of minutes. Uh, as we uh, read some of your emails as well, and they might also be kicking and wanting to hear, yeah. go see mama. Yeah, there no, you okay. go. Go oh, see mama. Oh, wait, hold Missy. on. Turn them around. Turn them another. Okay, there, there we go. go. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> That's better. Yeah. All right. Now I have my uh, hands <laughs> free. So we uh, we got an email from uh, Patria, uh, who we've not heard from before. Patria and her boyfriend. Uh, are listening to the program. She says, I hope that this email finds you and Missy and the family well. My boyfriend and I started listening and talking about your show about a year ago now, and we've always talked about writing in. However, listening to your latest episode this morning, my heart sank when I heard about your chickens because I talked about the possum last week, right? Yeah, that was bad. Patria says, "Uh, you see that we don't have any farm animals now. I grew up with chickens, ducks, and a guard turkey. She's a story for another day. However, one cold morning, much like you, I went out to let my chickens out of the coop. They were strangely silent when I opened the door, so I put my hand in to pull out the rooster and have him get a move on. Imagine my 15-year-old horror when the chicken I removed from the coop had no head. One by one over the next few days, Patria says, no matter what we did, our chickens were systematically butchered by what we now know to have been a fisher cat. Fisher cats are the devil's creature. I am sure of it, Patria says. When one of those scream at you, you run. And they just rip their heads off. It's kind of like what the hawks do. Yeah. The possum just gutted it. She said, uh, unfortunately, my poor chickens in their wooden coop where the fisher could find its way in through small gaps were no match. And my dog, a husky, mom and I were only able to save my poor turkey by moments. She suffered a reasonable heart attack for a 10-year-old turkey again, long story, and was never quite the same, dying shortly after. She says, hopefully this email gets to you in time to take precautions. If it is indeed a fisher, make sure the holes in your coop are so minute that nothing can get through them. And I'd make sure that Bullet visits that pen a lot. A dog is your best bet for warning on these creatures. Well, Patria, like you said, uh, unfortunately, I don't think it was a fisher cat. We think it was a possum here, but uh, but Bullet has been spending some extra time in the yard yard and down by the coop. Patria says, good luck with the chickens, and Matt and I will be continuing to listen. Your podcasts are one of our favorite highlights of the week, brightening up his job and my sometimes two-hour-long commute to work. Two hours? Yeah. Oh, poor Patria. Patria says, affordable farmland is hard to find up here in Massachusetts, but I hope to be in a self-sustainable situation someday. Thanks so much, she says to you and Miss E for sharing your adventures. Well, Patria, thank you for writing in, and thank you for sharing some of your expertise as well. 
Best of luck to you and your boyfriend. And you're right. Um, it is going to be hard to find affordable farmland up there in Massachusetts. That's been the case since about, uh, what, 17... 17- <laughs> 83 or so but uh (laughs) you know keep your eyes out for opportunities and you know when you when you get the opportunity to uh, to find a place maybe even outside of massachusetts look for those job opportunities as well and maybe you'll find that uh, that perfect spot uh even if it's not in the uh the bay state but i'm glad that you wrote in and i hope that you'll continue to listen and i hope that uh, you don't have any of those two-hour commutes anytime soon yeah uh, Greg also wrote in our uh, llama friend from North Carolina. Mm. Greg uh, says, Cam Mushu and I hope that you're doing well. Thanks for all the podcasts that you do. Well, Greg, I hope that uh, you and Mushu and oh, all the rest Mushu. of the llamas. You remember Mushu, right? I remember right? Mushu. I got to walk him up and down Main Street in Farmville. <laughs> right, with your bright red <laughs> hair. and The goat and my friend Farah. Yeah, it was a fun day. <laughs> <laughs> so Greg has uh, recommended a uh, Mark Levin uh, a podcast. He says, uh, Levin explains what would happen if Bloomberg joins the race, and it's very <laughs> interesting. You know, Greg, it's interesting. I, um, I was actually in the car the night that Mark Levin was talking about this. And so I heard his, uh, I heard this live as he was explaining this and it was pretty interesting. Um, so Mark Levin's theory basically is that if Michael Bloomberg were to get into the race, he's going to take votes away from, uh, the Democrat, either Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton. Right. Which would make it so that the Republicans actually win. Possibly. Uh, but he also Michael said, Bloomberg's not going to win. <laughs> well, you know, you look, I mean, it's a crazy election year. Who knows? what could happen but Mark Levin's point was that Bloomberg is not going to win enough uh, he's not going to win 270 electoral votes no way so he may very well uh, you know he could maybe win New York State maybe he wins California but he wins a state or two he doesn't mean he's a president but if he were to prevent any other candidate from getting 270 electoral votes then the election goes to the House of Representatives Oh, didn't that happen when it was a uh, Bush? No, it didn't. It happened. Didn't happen with Bush. It happened with uh, it was Bush Gore. But that was electoral votes. It wasn't. A, it had to go to the House of Representatives. Right. The right? Supreme Court decided that. Right. Uh, last time it went to the uh, House of Representatives, I think it was eighteen seventy-two. Samuel Tilden was the guy who lost. And uh, <laughs> you, you think? Yeah, you know that. <laughs> Well, it was, it was 72 or 76. I can't remember oh, right now. sorry. Okay. But uh, Samuel Tilden was the one who, uh, who lost. Oh, it, it was 76 because this was sort of the corrupt bargain. And I think it was uh, Rutherford B. Hayes who ended up taking over. And the, the, uh, the bargain that was made was that, uh, all right, the Republican can be president, uh, but we're going to end Reconstruction in the South. And so no more military rule in the South, no more, no more of these Reconstruction projects. You guys get to be president this time around. But... Uh, this the aftermath of the Civil War is over. That was the that was the bargain, the uh, bargain so that was struck. Well, uh, no, nah, I don't think so. I think that the Jim Crow laws got instituted shortly thereafter, and yeah, uh, Reconstruction was bad enough, but then Jim Crow was ridiculous. Yeah. So so here's the thing. But so Mark Levin says if it goes to the House of Representatives, it'll oh. be controlled by uh, the Republicans. Uh, there are, you know, enough states that are Republican controlled because if it goes to the House of Representatives, it's not like every representative casts their vote. You do it by state and each state gets one vote. And Mark Levin's point was that there are enough states who are majority Republican, whose votes would go Republican, mm. that the Republican would win. OK. Um, you know, the only quibble I might have with that, uh, uh, that, that, that line of uh, thought, Greg, is that, you know, 
you, you who knows first of all what Congress people will do. No, um, we can't trust them. They're like wild. Well, they, you just you just you just don't know what they would do. Uh, I doubt that they would choose the Democrat. But let's say you know, could you say with all certainty that um, enough of these delegations would uh, select? Uh, Delegates. Let's say the Republican candidate, if it was Donald Trump and there was animosity towards Donald Trump, or uh, if it was a, you know, the quote unquote establishment Republican candidate, uh, would there be enough animosity among the quote unquote insurgents uh, that they would deny uh, the Republican candidate the vote and instead they'd cast their vote for Bloomberg? That doesn't seem particularly likely, uh, but it is a strange election year. I, you know, I, I tend to. Uh, it's a to, horrible election year. Uh, Choices are crap. And the uh, the Democrats cho- the, seriously, Bernie Sanders. You're not feeling the burn. Or Hillary Clinton, <laughs> two crazy old white people. Like really? What do you got against old white people? I don't. But the Democrats seem to have an issue with them. So it's kind of crazy that these are the two people that are running their party. They're diverse on the inside. When is actually not really because they pretty much agree with everything. Yeah, they do except for the money thing. Um. So why didn't Biden run? Because he hasn't done anything for eight years? Uh, you'd probably have to ask Joe Biden. There's, you know, all the speculation that uh, he, he might even hop in at this late Last hour if, uh, if Hillary Clinton, in, yeah, if she doesn't do well in Nevada. But here's the thing. I mean, they we're really running out of time for this to happen. Uh, we'll know, I think, by March 10th if Michael Bloomberg is going to get into the race. Uh, I think we'll probably know by March 10th. Fifth, actually, uh, if Bloomberg is going to run for he president, money. he has plenty. He has He's plenty. Like look, Trump the money. With well, the money, the money's right? not, yeah, the money's not the issue. The, the timing like the is the issue. Trump. Well, uh, <laughs> crazy yeah, ass ideas. The, the and... quote unquote independent Trump. Um, <laughs> He's another New York billionaire, uh, but but it's it's not the money that's going to be the issue there. It's going to be the timing. He's got to get in and qualify on the ballot as an independent in fifty states, mm. uh, and he only has you know so many months in which to do that. So he's got to get in at some point, but he wants to see what uh, what the landscape looks like after the March 1st primaries, where we've got more than a dozen primaries. If Bernie Sanders has a good night, he'll probably get in. If Hillary Clinton has a good night, he'll probably stay out and he'll back Hillary Clinton. Uh, but either way, you know, here's the thing. Either way, Greg, Bloomberg's going to spend a lot of money this election year. Doing nothing. Uh, not doing nothing. Well, he's going to be spending much. a lot of money this election year trying to advance his point of view, whether it's as a candidate or as somebody behind the scenes. But he's going to be pushing gun control, uh, again, either as a candidate or somebody behind the scenes. And he's going to be doing this nationwide, uh, including down there in North Carolina. Gun so, control and soda sizes. Right? Seriously, this dude needs a lot of hobby. So I hope that you and Mushu will uh, uh, be active in, in uh, turning out the vote there in North Carolina because I think that uh, you and Mushu would make a pretty good... A recruiting pair. Mushu for president. <laughs> he was so mellow, man. He could do the job. Right. He didn't even spit at me once. I know. He well, didn't spit at me either. He's a llama, not a camel. Yeah. But he didn't uh, do whatever reluctant llamas do. He didn't. He wasn't reluctant at all. Like, I was walking him down a city street. We walked across the street. Cars stopped. We went over in front of City Hall so we could eat some grass. <laughs> like he's in, was, I'm like, well, he needs to not be on the sidewalk. But yeah, it was kind of funny. But the people, what was cute, were people in City Hall came out to take his picture. Mm-hmm. Listen, you can't walk a llama down a city street and expect that people aren't going to stop and take your picture. No, people stopped 
a lot. Right. It was funny. So there you go, Greg. Use Mushu for good. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on water. Washer and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now.